0: Thanks for tuning in on Apple or Spotify to listen to another brand new episode of The Eye Test. Before we start the show, please take five seconds to leave a review. Since we don't sell you anything, this is the best way to help us grow. We would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. The following is a presentation of the BellyUp Sports Media Network. What's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the eye test brought to you by the belly up sports media network. I'm your host John Kirkner alongside with Bobby Amendola and Paul Orlando and today's episode is the fantasy doghouse we've been doing it every week tracking players inconsistencies and their performance as well we've had a couple players go from the doghouse all the way to the freedom stage Bad players go from Doghouse to Probationary Portal to Doghouse, and a bunch of players land on Bust Island, which is the last place that you want to go. But of course, with every episode, we got to celebrate the players that are free. We've got two of them this week, and that is Brees Hall and Alexander Madison.
1: Yeah, Brees Hall and Alexander Madison find their way to freedom. And Bob, I know you are particularly tickled about Brees Hall. I told John, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you did. And Brees Hall put up another stellar performance. We're seeing the the snap percentage. We're seeing that rise. He's now played sixty six percent of snaps in week six. Who's or what's your thing? Say, oh, what's an ACL, Brees Hall? Yeah. He is running full motor on it. He looks great. 20 points again. Two weeks in a row with 20-plus points. He has earned himself freedom. He does get a bye this week, which makes him even healthier. And then he looks to kick off the, Jar- the Giants, Chargers, and Raiders. All three should be great games for him. Yeah. So, looking good for him. And then Alex Madison. I feel like we're going to be playing. I feel like Alex Madison's like a yo-yo. We're going to be yo-yoing him around a bit, I think, with this Vikings offense. It's super inconsistent, but he did meet his projections again for the third week in a row, He or fourth week in a row, rather. Double-digit points, something you would expect from a guy like him. So, Alex Madison, I don't really have much to say about you. Congrats, I guess. You were involved in the past game, which really helped you out here, so I don't know. Don't be too excited about Alex Madison, though, but it was enough to earn him a ticket to freedom
0: yeah, I think we were just tired of sending him back to the doghouse. I mean, he is doing what is expected for him. Uh, he was drafted. he's he's performing the the standard of where he was drafted, which is which is fine. So congratulations, Alexander Madison. We don't ever want to talk about you again. <laughs> Dead
2: zone uh, but, running
1: back.
0: Yeah, dead zone, dead zone running, running, back. running back. Exactly. Yeah. We're just, we just honestly wanted to get him out of our hair.
1: <laughs> That's nothing to do with. <laughs> I'm just tired of seeing Alex Madison on the prep notes every week. I'm like, guys, go we got, we got to end this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go over to the probationary portal. This one's always fun. Here, we got a always lot of players fun. in the probationary portal. Lots of players from the doghouse, including all three cowboys that we sent last week. It's like they all met up. And they're like, yo, we got to prove these guys from the eye test wrong. We're headed right to the probationary portal. And that is what they all did amongst others, Bob.
2: Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, this is probably one of our biggest probationary portals in recent weeks, especially with all these guys coming from the doghouse. So kudos to all these guys. We got Garrett Wilson, who is still actually playing pretty well with Zach Wilson, given the circumstances, 17 fantasy points, 12 targets, eight catches for 90 yards. Still no touchdowns since week two. We want to see those touchdowns, you know, increase a little bit. It'll be tough with Zach Wilson, but nonetheless, he ends up in the probationary portal. We were on Jalen Waddell a lot last week, and we were, you know, pretty uncertain of whether he was actually going to break out. I wouldn't say this is a true breakout game for him, given his high standards and draft capital, but he did have a season high 18 fantasy points. Not averaging a ton of yards per catch, but still good enough to get him in the portal. Ramon J. Stevenson, one of our most improved, if you watched our previous Fantasy Awards episode, he had two points in week five, put up 18 fantasy points this week after actually getting hurt mid-game and coming back and playing pretty well. So maybe he's turning a corner. He's in the probationary portal now. Finally, again kind of the same thing with CD Lamb. Not a true breakout game given his standards, but he did catch all 7 of his targets for 7 117 yards. Again, we want to see those touchdowns increase cuz that will put him back into where we really expect, which is kind of like, you know, the low 20s range, which is what you really expect from your first round pick.
0: He did he did sneak in one touchdown. He got a touchdown yesterday? I believe so. Yes, we can double check. No, no, he didn't. No? Okay. (laughs) Oh, that was was Brandon Cooks. We will talk about him later. Okay. (laughs) And
2: then we move on to Tony Pollard, who I'm still a little worried about given that he's not been particularly effective on the ground. 15 attempts this past week against the Chargers, who we know are Swiss cheese on defense. 15 attempts for 30 yards, two yards of carry. Not really great. Made up for it in the passing game, though. Had 17 fantasy points altogether, six six catches for 80 yards, and had a pretty big play that helped him get to that I think he had a 60-yarder. Yeah, something like that. So, you know, good enough to get him in the portal, but I'm still a little bit worried about him. Then we have Chris Olave, who, again, I, I would say for where he was drafted isn't still isn't really living up to expectations, but he did have 16 fantasy points on 10 targets this week. No touchdowns. Kind of a common theme with these guys. These guys aren't getting in the end zone. But Derek Carr also can't throw the ball really past the line of scrimmage. So that's probably the <laughs> issue there. But good game for Olave. Seven catches for 96 yards. He's in the probationary portal now from the doghouse. And a quarterback here. We were Dak Prescott got the one-way ticket to the doghouse last week. Mm-hmm. And we were definitely uncertain of whether he would get himself out of the doghouse, but he got a cake matchup against the Chargers. And he had he was 21 for 30, 217, yeah, 272 yards, one touchdown, no picks, which is these days is very surprising for Dak Prescott. And he earned himself a ticket into pr- the probationary portal, and we will see if any of these guys will be able to get themselves out into freedom following week seven.
0: Yeah. And it looks like, uh, so all three Cowboys and Garrett Wilson all have buys next week. So they're going to have to hang out there for a little bit. Um, We'll see Uh, Cowboys in week eight, I believe are playing the Eagles. So it'll be quite the rivalry and Dak tends to do pretty good against the Eagles. He does, yeah. and he was QB1 this week, too. Yep, exactly. Is that definitely true? Is he definitely playing? Yeah,
2: that's what I I saw that, and I was like, I don't know if that's...
0: No, he was the QB1. I just want to double-check if he's playing the Eagles. Okay, no, I, he's playing the Rams and then the Eagles. But pretty easy matchup for Dak coming up the next three weeks. Rams, Eagles,
2: Giants. Oh, he had a ru- I didn't see he had a rushing touchdown also. Okay, yep. so that really boosted him. It was a
0: low-scoring week for quarterbacks, and that shows by Dak being the number one quarterback, which was like yeah. four points. No thirty point yeah. quarterbacks this week. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of wide receivers and running backs. So congratulations to those guys getting out of the doghouse, and almost all of them within a week. Um, so so congrats to them. Let's head on over to the doghouse and talk about. Oh no! First, oh ho-ho-ho. oh How wow! Violent. It's crowded. It's getting very crowded. So um not much to say about these guys everyone is still here from the previous week except one guy which we thought was going to be there every single week that's kyle pitts we were saying he was droppable and if you listen to us i hope you then went back on the waiver wire and picked him up because for the last two weeks he has scored double digits so he earns himself a spot in the doghouse now he's got to perform well for another two weeks To get free. Yes, that's why you do not want to end up in Bust Island. It is a lot harder to break free. Um, Brandon Cooks, another notable player to mention. Like I said earlier, he did have a touchdown. So he had a season high, 15 points. But in Bust Island, you got to perform well twice, uh, which we will find out in week eight if he can find himself into the doghouse, just like Kyle Pitts did. Joe Burrow. We sent him to Bust Island. He proved us wrong, and then he proved us right. Joe Burrow is doing the exact same thing that he's been doing all year, uh, not producing to the numbers that he's projected to. Um, so he's back on that two-week timer, that two-week time. He's in solitary confinement on Bust Island. He's got two weeks on Bust Island, then another two weeks in the doghouse. So we'll see how Joe Burrow does. And we got two new uh, – we got uh, three new members, actually – we got Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's about time we throw him in. Granted, he was a rookie. He's a wide receiver three on the Seahawks. But I think it was just because of his NFL draft capital, you know, being the first wide receiver taken off the board that led everyone to boost his ADP in fantasy. He was, he was being taken in the seventh or eighth he round. Was,
2: Dude, he went in the six he went at pick six oh nine in our redraft league.
0: Yes, which is a keeper. So I, I would think that in a full redraft league, he's probably hanging out in the seventh round, still way too high. Yeah. Seven picks, yeah. that's still your starting roster. No point in going after players like that. Let's all remember this for next year. Um, and hey, we we had a lot of conversations about the rookies. Some of us were saying Jordan Addison. I know I was on the Quentin Johnson train, which even with Mike Williams out, not happening. Um, But Jordan Addison, he has stayed out of the doghouse all year. The next member joining on Bust Island would be Jerry Judy. He was, talk about high draft capital, fourth round in our league, probably fifth in most. But, Jesus, man, Jerry Judy. It, It seemed like Steve Smith uh prosecuted him for us last week uh right <laughs> before the Thursday night football game did you guys see that
2: yeah i did i he thought it was a low blow but... verbal
0: murder i would agree i don't think wide receivers should be talking down on players like that but i think what really started that whole thing was let's i mean steve smith is an analyst he gave his opinion on judy and then went to go apologize in person which i do think is a class act yeah he did not need to do that and so he did it and of course this is steve smith's story i don't know if he actually did do it but he said he did and then jerry judy had some choice words to say for him so and then and then he followed it up with a 4 point dud or whatever it was so yeah judy sucked we and all suck. we,
2: we all kind of fell for the jerry judy hype in the off season and towards the end of the season i just went back to his last six games. So just go through it quick. 10 points, 33 points, 14 points, 19, 10, and 26. That That was to conclude last season. So there was reason to be bullish on Jerry Judy going into this season, especially with Sean Payton coming in and people expecting Russell Wilson to be a little bit better. So it wasn't really like a bad decision, but in hindsight, obviously when Unfortunately, you're my friend, Paul Orlando, who drafted him at the 401. It in hindsight, it just doesn't look good at all
1: when he's the wide receiver 61. Right. Yeah. I, I bought the hype on Judy. Like, like a lot of us did. I bought the hype and the whole Sean Payton. I mean, I think we all kind of saw like, oh my God, this is going to be Denver's version of Michael Thomas. Like this is going to be insane. We're talking 15 targets, 10 catches, 100 yards, a touchdown here and there. And it's just been bad. But the one thing I do want to say is I know JSN's a rookie wide receiver in there. You know what? Rookie wide receiver's actually playing extremely well this year.
0: Oh, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. Yeah. Zay oh, yeah. Flowers. That's to him. right.
1: Yeah. I, just had to, I had to plug my guy in there, Zay Flowers. I absolutely love you. I will be buying your jersey because I think you're going to be a raven for life. The dude is just electric. I love you, Zay Flowers. He's going to be my new Rashad White. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make that's, Zay Flowers my new
2: Rashad but that's, White. That's reasonable because he Zay Flowers is actually good. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Rashad White, he also finds himself in Bust Island. Paul turned a new leaf, a new chapter, and he has finally given up, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Orlando hates Rashad White. He uh had three catches for 12 yards. That was his whole thing, Paul. You said last week's episode, oh, I guess he's just going to have to, um, you know, have 15 catches for (laughs) 100. Did not happen. Not even close. Three catches for 12 yards, seven carries for 26 yards. He's not even getting volume. It's one thing if he was getting volume. He's not even getting volume. And I think it was the creamsicle jerseys that did it. Because the Buccaneers record in creamsicle jerseys is so bad.
1: Yeah, I think like, like my little side caption says, I'm no longer in denial on Rashad White. As soon as I looked down and saw him not even have 10 touches in the run game and and not being much of a factor with Checkdown Baker, I'm done on the guy. He is – unfortunately, I have to start him because I have Nick Chubb (laughs) and Aaron Jones, who have not been playing. They were two of my first three picks, so that's
0: fantastic. Say it. What? Rashad White is a –
1: Rashad White White is a bust and a bum. (laughs) And a bad running back. And a bad – Running back, should it
0: long in the NFL? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, you right. know, I'm, I'm, I'm Team Flowers now. Okay, I'm Team a Flowers now. But Rashad White, yeah, you're a bum, and you're actually starting to make me mad because I've been, <laughs> I've been tooting your horn for the past year and a half.
0: Well, you know, Paul, it's a good lesson for everyone listening and watching on YouTube because there's nothing wrong with changing your opinion. On a fantasy player, it's like the stock market, guys. If you're watching a stock drop, 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 you sound like an idiot. Sorry, Paul. I'm not saying you are an idiot. But when you talk about things like that, it's like, hey, man, the proof is in the pudding. He's not good. Or that stock is not going to go to the moon. So keep in mind, guys, there's nothing wrong. So many people are in fantasy denial. And it's like, just get over it. Move on. You're going to be wrong a million times when you have your predictions. Just accept it and find another guy that could be the next hot commodity. Like, say, Flowers. But uh, I've said enough. Uh, Let's move over to the Fantasy Doghouse. We've got players staying. We've got players entering. If you're watching on YouTube, these players on the screen here is everyone combined here. These are the players staying. And entering, we will start off with the one and only player staying in the doghouse. The only player in the doghouse that could not find himself into the portal. Again, not eclipsing 20 points against the Broncos. And that's Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, it is. it has been kind of rough sledding for Patrick Mahomes where if you watched last week's episode, go and check. Or if you haven't watched last week's episode, go and check that out. But if you did watch it, We had a court case on Patty Mahomes, and it just has not been pretty for him this year. 18.34 fantasy points. He did throw his fifth interception of the season. He barely squeaked out a win against the horrid Denver Broncos defense, and he just has not been meeting his projections. Like we said, he was a second-round pick at least. I mean, you could have made cases for him to be the last pick in the first round. It has just not been good. For Patrick Mahomes
0: sorry my computer was uh, about to die I guess it wasn't charged in so we're back but yeah Patrick Mahomes do better dude and I would just like to say I know I defended him last week in the court case I would just like to say Patrick Mahomes you are one game away below 20 points to being sent to bust island dude Trevor <laughs> Lawrence is putting up the same amount of points as you and he was drafted four rounds later, and he's in Bust Island. I'll give you one more week, Patty, one more week, and you're going on the next ferry to Bust Island, and you're joining all the other quarterbacks like Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence who are putting up the same amount of points as you. Oh, you're doing three points better a week. I don't care. You just played the Broncos, and you threw, what, one touchdown? Get it together, dude. And <laughs> wow. 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 Wow, John. I'm we are seeing you. a t-
1: – we are seeing a turn of events from John who's usually the elite quarterback defender. I'm over. Yeah. It. He was a he I was think
0: he said he was a first round draft pick, early second at best. Uh and either way, I mean you're you're expecting your second rounders to put up 20 points too. Uh and you'll accept a few teams, but Patty Mahomes is all teens, So get it together dude. <laughs> you're supposed just... to be the number one quarterback and you suck. He's still the number four quarterback, which is padding his stats.
2: I just think God. it's funny. I just think it's funny that we were all, a lot of us were on this train where kind of last season we were like, you need an elite quarterback, elite quarterbacks are, you know, elite quarterbacks are valued heavily in dynasty, but not so much in redraft. That kind of was changing this off season. but now it might be turning again because high quarterbacks are drafted really high outside of like, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, who are performing very well this year. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is underperforming. Joe Burrow's underperforming. Trevor Lawrence is underperforming. I can make a case even Lamar Jackson is underperforming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's fantasy football is funny. That's for sure. You know, things change very quick.
0: It just goes to show that these types of shows, yes, we're offering advice because we do fantasy all the time. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to entertain you guys. Listen to us, yes, but, um, you know, we're going to be wrong. And that's the sad truth. At that's least the every- nice thing
1: about being a fancy football analyst. We're like meteorologists. You can be wrong half the time and you still have a really good job.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, so that's the only guy staying in the doghouse. Let's get to the guys entering the doghouse. This guy in yesterday's episode earned an award right to the doghouse. He was a two-time award winner in yesterday's episode. He won weak loser and an immediate ticket to the doghouse. That's Devontae Adams, Bob.
2: Yeah, and we talked about Devontae Adams a bunch this week. It's two single-digit point games in a row is very bad for a guy that was probably your first-round pick, if not a very, very early second-round pick. And we all thought it was going to be amazing for him this year. I'm not really sure what happened or if this is really going to continue at this point, because he's still Devontae Adams. He is still capable of putting up 25-plus, 30-plus points every single week, regardless of the quarterback situation. But you just don't expect single-digit point games, especially multiple weeks in a row for a guy that was drafted this high, for a guy that has been producing for this long. He gets... I mean they get the Chicago Bears next week. <laughs> so it's a perfect it's a perfect perfect get right game for him regardless of I don't even care if Jimmy G sits, I don't care if it's Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer starting. He's gonna he should be able to meet his projections against the Chicago Bears because their defense is terrible. And I expect him to be able to enter the probationary portal after week 7.
0: Yeah, uh you gotta start Devontae Adams. You have you also have to start Bijan Robinson, who's entering the doghouse here. Um, he was drafted in the first round as well. We have
1: Bijan entering the doghouse.
0: Oh, yeah. First round draft pick for sure.
1: For what? You hate a, a top caliber running back who sees six plus targets in
0: the pass game every week? I mean, he's just not getting any whoa, volume.
2: whoa, whoa, good, guys, 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 guys. We get Forget it. We just got to go to court. I don't want to hear this anymore. All right, let's, All go, right, to let's go to court.
0: Let's do it, Bijan Robinson. Quarters in session. Quarters
2: in session. Bum, 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 I am New York City.
0: We're crying. <laughs> incredibly All bad. right,
2: guys. <laughs> this is the Amendola courtroom. Thank you for being here. John will be prosecuting the case. For Bijan Robinson entering the doghouse, Mr. Orlando Esquire will be defending Bijan Robinson from entering the doghouse. Gentlemen, you will each have one minute at most to make your arguments. I am going to set the timer here so you don't go over that minute. One minute, that's all you get. And then, of course, you'll get your short closing arguments as well. Mr. Orlando, or actually, no, Mr. Kirkner, make wow. your case,
0: starting gonna... now. Bijan Robinson was a highly touted running back compared to Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, all first-round running backs taken in the NFL draft, also taken in the first round of your fantasy draft. Some were even saying, take him over CMC because... Bijan is bust-proof. And granted, I would still agree with that. He is bust-proof, but he's not putting up the potential that we all thought he was. He started off the year hot, 20 points, 23 points. Oh, Bijan, you're great. Showed us a little taste with 10 points, then 20 points. Bijan, we still love you. But then back-to-back weeks of 11 points and 13 points. And what makes things worse is he has not had more than 19 attempts yet in the rushing game. In fact, the last four weeks, he has averaged 12 rushing attempts. It's the volume, everyone. It's the volume. Bijan is getting red zone vultured by Tyler Algier-Steer still. They're getting into the red zone, and they're putting Tyler Algier in. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Bijan, you need to do better and score some freaking rushing touchdowns. Thank you.
2: Very good, Mr. Kirkner. You went just over your... A lot of time of one minute, but I think that was good enough. You were at like 110, and we'll take that here. You know, if you go over a little bit, it's no worries. The judge will not hold it against you, and nor will the jury. I have made sure of
0: that. So mm-hmm. we can go a little over a minute. Just don't drag it out too much. Mr. Orlando, I would recommend starting a timer because that's going to be the fastest minute of your life. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, I did and I looked down, and I was like, oh.
2: Mr. Orlando <laughs> Esquire, you have... Your time, sure. I'm
1: not even going to start a timer because I'm going to make this pretty short and sweet for you, Judge Amendola. Bijan Robinson is a rookie in an offense where we know that Arthur Smith does not care about your fantasy team. Yet we are still seeing elite level opportunities. Yes, John mentioned his rushing, his rushes, but he failed to uh, he failed to show the jury of how involved B. John Robinson is in the pass game. He is constantly seeing five, six, wow. eight targets. In the past game, he is catching most of them for four or five catches, 43 yards, 32 yards, 48 yards through the air. And the one thing we are lacking, the one thing we are lacking is touchdowns. And believe me, those will come for my client, Mr. Robinson. He is way too talented to not be a red zone threat in this offense. They will come. We've seen the capability of him with the 20 points, the 21 points, the 18.7 points. Sure, he's only giving you double-digit points here, but boo-hoo. Those are touchdowns away from being elite performances, and I think that Bijan Robinson is too talented to see the doghouse. Thank you, Mr.
2: Orlando. That was very convincing, and you will each now have 10 seconds for your closing arguments. Mr. Kirkner, let me set my timer real quick. No need. You have, you have 10 seconds.
0: What's something that all first round players have in common? Volume and touchdowns. Maybe Bijan is getting passing volume, he's not getting rushing volume, and he's not getting touchdowns. Thank you.
2: <sighs> That's a tough one, tough one, Mr. Orlando. Oh, tough drop, one, Mr. Is- Orlando.
1: All right. Well, H. if my if my client is unrightfully, and as John loves to point out, the Eighth Amendment, if he is cruelly punished here in this case let's just say he has tampa tennessee minnesota and arizona as his next four games and i'm sure i will be holding my client's hand to freedom very soon all right guys the jury
2: and myself are gonna have a very tough time with this case this is probably the toughest case we've had come into this court to date you both have made very compelling arguments however I am you guys know I am a stan for draft capital. Every all that matters in this world is draft capital. And although Mr. Orlando, I do agree with you. He's been consistent. He has hasn't produced a single digit point game yet this season. And although I do believe he will also exit the doghouse sooner rather than later. Draft capital is the most important thing in fantasy football, and he is not living up. He was being drafted ahead of guys like Stephon Diggs in some cases, who is the wide receiver, too. And it's just unacceptable, regardless of how he's being utilized by Arthur Smith. So I am ruling in favor of Mr. Kirkner, Bijan Robinson to the doghouse. Get your ass in there.
0: <laughs> well, well fought, Mr. Kirkner. Very well fought. Thank you. Thank you. I, I went over two last week, so it, it felt good to be back in the, the winning, the winning seats here. So Bijan joins uh, all the others entering the doghouse. Like you said, Paul, um, Bijan has Tampa Bay next week. So I, I can see Bijan putting up his projection of 16 points, Tennessee, Minnesota, Arizona. It's looking good for him. I think it's going to be a short stint for Bijan. But we have to go off of those those the recent weeks, which is, you know, in my eyes, two weeks against not-so-good defenses in Houston and Washington, and he he actually performed worse than he did against other better defenses like Green Bay, Jacksonville. Um, so, yeah, Bijan's got Tampa Bay next week. I think he will get out. Another guy entering the doghouse, one of my own, Devontae Smith, In three out of the last four games, he's had single-digit points. It is not looking good for him. Uh, Last week against the Jets, their first loss got handed to them. He did get a lot of volume, which is nice. He's been very wishy-washy with his volume. If you're on sleeper, he's been in the green and the yellow almost every other week. But he missed a very, very catchable ball, a valuable catchable ball, too, in that game which could have been his sixth catch. So he only had five catches for 44 yards, did nothing after the catch. In the last month, he has not scored a touchdown. That's the big one. Um, We like to see those Eagles receivers scoring touchdowns. It's been a lot of rushing touchdowns with DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurts. They've been the most of those touchdowns for the team. Um, And also they're scoring a lot less touchdowns. So the chances of scoring a touchdown are much lower too. Eagles are a bottom three team in the red zone. So Eagles wide receivers... Although A.J. Brown is killing it in volume and he's still a top, he's got to be a top, he's definitely a top 10 wide receiver. I don't even need to look, but um, I don't know what range in that, but he's not scoring touchdowns either. So um, Eagles wide receivers, risky play. A.J. Brown still an automatic start. Devontae Smith is a flex player right now. Um, and if you're injury riddled, I guess you're fitting him into your wide receiver too, but you're, you're taking a chance every week. Next week, he's got the Miami game. Again, you just don't know what Eagles wide receivers. I am expecting a shootout. He's projected 13 points. I'm going to go ahead and say Devonte Smith finds himself into the probationary portal.
2: Yeah, and one more thing on Devontae Smith before we move on is he, after being a mid-third round, potentially early third round pick in your fantasy leagues, he is at the wide receiver 28 on the season after week six.
0: Oof. All right. Yeah, dude, that is not looking good for him. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about another guy entering the doghouse in James Cook. Yeah,
1: so James Cook follows up here with two very disappointing weeks. Now, I understand he wasn't a high-value draft pick, but he was someone who we expected, at least if you went zero running back strategy, he could be an RB2 for you. But he's put up five points and seven points in back-to-back weeks. But the kicker here for me is against the Giants. He saw no targets in the past game, and that is one of the higher upside things about James Cook is that he is a great pass catcher, much like his brother in his prime, and he can get you those PPR points. But he just showed – he put up a dud in the PPR department, and, yes, 14 touches for 71 yards is awesome, but it doesn't do anything for you if he does not score in touchdowns or if he's not involved in the pass game. James Cook has one touchdown this year, so he finds himself in the doghouse.
0: Yes, and uh, who does he play next week?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, He plays New England and then Tampa the next two weeks. Now, New England's defense seems to always give the Bills fits, no matter how banged up they are, no matter what's going on. But Bill Belichick always usually plays his division pretty well. So I am not seeing good things coming from James Cook next week.
0: And up next, another guy entering the doghouse for like the third time. This guy just can't seem to learn his lesson. George Kittle is back at the doghouse.
2: Yep, and I've been saying it. And believe it or not, this is George Kittle's second one-point performance in the past three weeks. This is my coined phrase. This is not your dad's George Kittle anymore. (laughs) George Kittle is, I, I mean, he's still a tight end one. He's the tight end eight after week six. He's only really had one massive performance, and it was just a crazy efficient performance where he scored three touchdowns on four targets. That's obviously not going to probably happen again this season. I'm not bullish on George Kittle. We've seen too much inconsistency. There's been four single-digit point performances in six weeks. Not good enough for a tight end that you expect to be, you know, more consistent, quite frankly. And he's going up against the Minnesota defense next week. You know, there's nothing really special about him, but I have no reason to believe that George Kittle is going to hit his 11 point projection unless he gets a touchdown. Maybe Brock Purdy looks his way. Maybe he doesn't, but I'm not betting on it.
0: Well, he is inconsistent. So. History would show this week that maybe he will have a good game.
2: Actually, is yeah. Well, I mean, after yeah, 16-1, 27-1, so maybe he's due. It's, it seems like it's in every other
0: game yeah. for him. The, the the goal here, if you're a George Kittle owner, is let him pop off and then trade him. Trade him on his high week. You're not going to get anything for him now. So um, we'll move on to DeAndre Hopkins finding himself back into the doghouse. He, uh, he had a good week the uh, – week five against the Colts. That was really his only good week. We're going to just call that a, uh, what's the saying? That was
1: a uh, DeAndre Hopkins was playing Paul Orlando's fantasy team. So he decided to go Ah. crazy. That's exactly Uh, what that that that, was. That's probably what he was thinking. D hops. One good game was when I was playing the D hop owner
0: yeah he <laughs> fell, he fell back to his his normal self here. Well, actually this was a season low, 3 points against the Ravens only having one catch. Still has not scored a touchdown this season. He's got a bye week and then he's got Atlanta. I'm going to go ahead and say divisional game. DeAndre not, Hopkins not finds a, himself not in a the divisional game. Oh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're AFC South. That's right. <laughs> uh so I'm going to say since it's not a divisional game, that, that was my only reasoning. Like, hey, maybe they'll try and go to their best receiver. And Tannehill got hurt also. Ooh, okay, I'm going to say no, Bust Island.
1: Yeah, my Ravens defense is looking uh, looking really good this year, guys. I think we're, like, number one and number two in most categories, so I love the Ravens. But nice. next up here is Calvin Ridley, and after coming off a 20-point game in Buffalo, you were like, oh, my God, he's so back. The super hyped, super everything, Jaguars wide receiver, electric offense, all this, yada, yada, yada. Well, Ridley gave us more of what we're used to seeing this year from him, unfortunately. Only 6.6 points. The crazy thing is, he saw eight targets in this game, but only reeled in four catches for 30 yards. That is nowhere near what you want from him. Why does he have 6.6 points? He should have seven. Why? I think he lost yardage on a run or something. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense then. Cause I'm like, why does he not have seven points? That's a, that's a cool crisp seven, but regardless, seven points, six points, six points. It is not enough to get the job done. If you're Calvin Ridley. And especially if you invested guy in our league drafted him in the third round, didn't he late third yep. round? Yep. Yep. Drafted. Yeah. Drafted him amongst other wide receiver one or a wide receiver one hopefuls here. And it's just not looking good. He does get a date in New excuse me in New Orleans and then in Pittsburgh before his buy in week nine and honestly it's just so inconsistent with Ridley it is a coin flip on whether he's going to produce a good game or not it's there's no rhyme or reason to it I'm just going to go with the trend and say that the Jaguars continue to struggle offensively and Travis Etienne has been blowing up playing super well so I think they're going to ride the hot hand I don't think Ridley will have a good game next week Saints defense is good, too. Yeah. yeah,
0: totally. Bob, what do you think about Jamar Chase? He got <sighs> to the doghouse, then to the portal, and he's back in. What is going on over there in Cincinnati?
2: Yeah, it's, it's you know, he didn't have a bad game in week six. But, again, it's all about where you drafted him and the expectation, you know. He had 13 targets, which is really which is great. You would expect more. How did Jamar Chase would it? and he had 13 targets but only 6 receptions for 80 yards, good for 14 fantasy points. Finds himself back in the doghouse. And the Bengals regressed after their breakout performance against the Cardinals, you know. The Seahawks were giving up, you know, I'm pretty sure top 5 most fantasy points to the wide receiver position going into week 6. So you thought this would be a smash spot for Jamar Chase and it just wasn't. For the Bengals in general and Jamar Chase. And they have the buy in week seven. And then they get the Niners at San Francisco in week eight. And then Buffalo at home in week nine. Very tough schedule coming up. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough because we haven't seen it from the Bengals this year. But. I feel like coming out of the bye week with them being more healthy, you know, working a little bit more, getting the rest. The Niners defense has been very good this year, but not, I don't think they've been as dominant as last season. And I think the Bengals will rise to the occasion with this tough schedule coming up and Jamar Chase will get himself out of the doghouse in week eight. It's just, so far, it hasn't been the season that we expected from Jamar Chase outside of that one big blow-up game.
0: Yeah, and then to round this out, we already spoke about him. He finally got off Bust Island. He finds himself in the doghouse. That is Kyle Pitts. I'm going to go ahead and ride the hot hand here. I think you got to <laughs> if you're a fantasy owner of Kyle Pitts. Granted, every week leading up for the first four weeks of the season, I was hating him, telling you guys to drop him. If you kept him good for you, I think you just got to start him. If you're a fantasy manager, this feels like a Justin Fields type of curse where once you start him, he sucks. And then you bench him and then he goes off, whatever that could happen, but you got to do it. Kyle Pitts goes against Tampa Bay and you just got to do it. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to say that he does meet his projection. It's still nine points. So if he gets 10 points, he's tasting that fresh, Fresh air, and maybe no. well. he to, to the fresh air. twice. Yeah, right, right. He got one step closer to fresh air. So <laughs> that does it for our doghouse episode, guys. Thanks again for watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify and Apple Music. We greatly appreciate it. Go ahead, leave us a five star review if you're listening. Go ahead, subscribe to our channel if you're watching, and if you're listening, you catch us on YouTube too. We got some good visuals here for you guys to enjoy. We will be back next week, Fantasy Awards, Doghouse, and a lot of short content on our TikTok and Instagram and Facebook pages. You can go ahead and follow us there as well. See you next week.
1: Peace. Peace.
0: See you.